Today's episode is brought to you by Dr. Dish, trusted and innovation solution basketball training machines. Check out their revolutionary skill building programs at drdish.com. and fundamentals i am your host andre pirano today's guest cal from the cal and ko podcast show is here in the house we talk hoops life let's dive right in with my man cal So welcome to Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Pirano, here with my man, Cal, from the Cal and KO podcast show. What's up, brother? What's good, my dude? So today, we are talking all NBA. We talking playoffs. We talking your Warriors. We talking Yee. Kawhi's epic shot. <laughs> are you ready? Let's go. Because I'm ready. Let's go. Okay, before we get into the Warriors... I want to talk about Game 7 winning shot, Round 2, first time it's ever happened. The beauty is Kawhi showing emotion. <laughs> yeah, man. He never shows emotion. That's I mean, the, the other time he showed emotion was when he won championship with Pop yep. in the Spurs. He absolutely showed emotion on this shot. It was epic. I was thrilled to see him in that moment. Not only because it's Kawhi Leonard, SDSU fan, yes, alumni, yes. Um, but it was just it was just an amazing part of basketball, and I was glad to be a part of watching history in the making. <laughs> yeah, the shot was great. I mean, it couldn't have it couldn't have dragged out any any other way. I mean, for it to be a game seven, it could just go swish all bucket, you know, but. The, to make it bounce around like that, man. Three bounces. You know, that was that was pretty dope. Happy for Kawhi. Um, oh, I mean, that's not the only time he showed emotion. We can't forget during uh, Media Day in Toronto with the epic laugh. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Um, so that's the other time we've seen him show emotion. Um, but, man, it was a great, great shot, great game. Great series clinching shot. Um, was it the best one? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a huge Jordan fan. Um, on my last episode that just actually aired today, oh, right. we talk memorable moments of playoff history or NCAA history buzzer beating shots. My favorite of all time would have to be Michael Jordan versus Cleveland Cavaliers, 1989. Mid-range floater, or not even a floater, mid-range pull-up versus Craig Elo. Hits the bucket, wearing the Jordan 4s. Yeah. The jump, the fist pump. That's probably what 
maybe because I was a kid when I saw it. I was 10 years old. To me, that was like what thrilled me about basketball. And it still does. Yeah. But I do – this is up there. This is probably number two now. Okay. I, I see it. I feel like the ones that we watched when we were a kid hold more weight because it was like we were looking up to those guys. They were like our heroes. M, you know, MJ's our, our role model, our, our basketball god, right? So 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 anything MJ does when we're looking at it through the eyes of a, a young kid or a teenager – you know, it's going to hold more weight because it's got a spot in your heart, right? You oh, know, absolutely. versus us being 40 now, and we're looking at these guys in their 20s playing. We've got a different perspective on, you know, the, the memory and the history of the game, right? Absolutely. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. So I think MJ's shot holds a dear spot in my heart just like it does yours. But I think the two that we've seen just this playoffs between Kawhi's four bouncer to finish him off in a seven and Dame Dollar pulling up from 37 feet and giving OKC the, the wave, bye-bye? the bye-bye wave. I, I think those, they, in my opinion, just watching the bat, like the excitement of the bounce and, and Kawhi hitting it over Embiid and then them kind of squatting and oh, having to wait. Like the all squat of, was dope. Yeah, like all of that that had to go was on. Was that swag? Come on, man. Was that swag? Yeah, that's better. I, that that tops Jordan to me now. Again, Jordan's got a spot in my heart, but what I'm watching right now, I got to appreciate it. I can't, like... That Kawhi shit was insane. And then the Dame Dollar, because I'm sitting there watching Dame, and I'm like, like, bro, like, do you realize you don't you don't got much time? Oh, shit, he made it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. He pulled, like, I, I'm sitting there wondering, hey, you just, you're not just going to go to overtime. Like, you got to make a move. You got to make a move. And then he stepped back, Bobby Jack on him like that. Like, like that. And then the wave, and then the calmness. Those two series ending shots are better than MJ's. Well, I remember, and then to me now, I mean, I'm just saying we Elo falling. We've seen, we've seen MJ's for 30 years now. It's got to said It was better. Look at it. One of them. Let's just go. Let's just go straight on the game. Fadeaways and fundamentals. Let's talk about the game. There ain't no gold chain. Jordan Jordan had a gold chain on. Jordan's was a mid range shot. At about the free throw line. That's a great shot. That's it's a great a great shot. But fundamentally sound. You should be able to make that shot. Especially over the the less um you know, the the Elo who's not that great of a defender. Elo was nasty that game. He was he was doing, right. doing them dirty. Okay. Did, did you realize that he was the one that made the layup to put them up? I'm just saying. Mid range shot around the free throw line. And you're the greatest offensive player to play the game. Now let's look at Kawhi's shot, okay? Shooting it over a seven-footer, falling towards the, you know what I mean, baseline. Yes. Falling out over a, over the center, four bounces. That's a, that's that's just that's a tougher shot to make. 30, Forty-one points too. Forty-one points. Thirty-seven feet out, Dame Dollar shooting over Paul George. Tougher shot. It's a tougher shot. I'm just saying. I'm. I'm Come on, fadeaways of fundamental. Okay, okay, okay. I get what you're saying, but the game is different from then to now. Highly more skilled now. Highly. Yes. I give them that. But definitely not as gritty and as tough 
as it was back then. That's true. But Elo's not touching Jordan when Jordan takes that shot. Jordan ain't got nobody. It's not like Elo's draped on him. He's floating right by his ass like, little man, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> Keep it 100. It's not, like, <laughs> it's not like Elo's draped on him. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but your boy and B had bubble guts. He was complaining about the flu and his back and his knee. <laughs> bubble right. guts. Since you, I don't want to hear it. The kid's 22 years old. Okay. Since you brought, since you brought up Troy. Man, mangina. Mangina's complaining. He's Tro- seven foot tall. Troel Embiid. Tell me about his goddamn meme that is going to be so epic of him. He's going to cry when he get to the car. Him fucking walking out. He was crying off. before oh. he got to the car. <laughs> crying like a baby. That shit was it's like, solid. dog, why weren't you crying in game game five and game four when you were sick? I love Joel Embiid. Troel Embiid. But he, he deserves it on this one. As much shit as he be talking, he like deserves him. it on this one. I like him. I, I, ain't like mad, him. I ain't mad at him. Yeah, baby. I ain't mad at him. Who are you going to take, him or Jokic? If you can trade on your team right now, on your Warriors, okay, and you can get Embiid or Jokic, who you taking? I'm taking Jokic. Slokage. Slokage. He's slow. He. I, I'm taking Slokage with those passes. But to be honest with you, I'm not taking either of them because they're going to slow. They're going to slow what the Warriors do down. Look at Boogie. Boogie is just—he's a baby too. He, I can't stand him. But look, let, I'm, okay. Let's just talk about this, the game. Just he's on the, a baby. Okay. They're all babies. Yeah. The best player in the game, LeBron James, is a baby. No, that guy's beast mode. He's a baby. Oh man, I'm, I'm on. Hey, LeBron, listen, I'm on team LeBron. Listen, shout out to LeBron James. Hey, send me some shoes too. Here's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about baby. They complain about. Everything. They yes. complain about yes. everything. All right. They all complain over every shot, over every missed call. They're all a bunch of babies. LeBron James is a physical specimen, and he's taking rest days. Come on, man. You're all babies. Okay, no, but- you can talk about all... Look, they've got all the medicine, the technology. They've got all of the, the nutrition and all of these things nowadays to really keep themselves in immaculate shape. And LeBron James does such. $1.5 million a year. Yes, he, he does. And LeBron James does such. But listen, go back and look at what MJ was doing. Michael Jordan, games played, 81, 82, 82, 82, 81, 80. 82. There were no rest days. He pl- Even when he was 40 years old, balling for the Wizards, he played all 82 games. I don't want to hear you young fucks talk about rest days. I'm sorry. You ain't getting you ain't getting roughed up on the court because they're not putting hands on you. So it's basically just a track meet. You guys, are, you guys should be paid to do cardio. You're not getting banged and beat up like these guys used to back in the day. Those guys back in the day didn't have the medicine and the, the resources that you have now to keep yourselves physically in shape so lebron is a beast 6a265 the numbers don't lie but they're all motherfucking babies every single one of them you don't need rest days you don't need to be complaining to the refs about shots made or missed or calls not gotten they're all babies every every one of them and i'm a dubs fan and the dubs complain more than any team in the league the dubs and i was mad watching the dubs and the rockets play because all they were doing was complaining at the refs i'd much rather see you guys talk shit to each other than talk shit to the refs no i, I get that's it. just you, no, that, no, no, sorry, no, I, I apologize for my 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 cal editorial rant i love it but 
They're all Get babies. on your soapbox. They're all babies. No, no, no. I love that because you're absolutely right. This day and age, and that's what I mean. This day and age, the the younger the younger crew that's playing, uh, they they you know they cry over every call. Which back when we were watching, it was more gritty. Yes, the Knicks. You had the Pistons. You had the Pacers. Yeah. Yeah, the Lakers, you had the Jazz, yeah. you had um, Seattle, you know, mm-hmm. they're all gritty. Yeah. In your face. Yes. Dunking on people. Yes. I mean, they weren't scoring as many points, but they weren't giving up as many points either. So like, I get you on that. So, I mean, but yeah, I'm sorry. I. No, 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 because I like it because you're absolutely right. Because guess what? The number one person I love listening to talk about these new version players is Charles Barkley. Now look, Charles Barkley is six foot four, power forward, and he says it straight out. He's like, "Look, man, ain't no crying. He'll be babying. He he was banging with seven footers. Yes, they lied and, and said jumping he, with them. They lied and said he was six six just so they could justify and he's six, playing four. power forward." Played it's against real. Mutombo, Olajuwon, yeah. Shaq. Remember when he threw the ball at Shaq? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember. When, I remember one time he blocked, he blocked Shaq's shot and pulled Shaq down. That's how strong Barkley was. That's what was. I'm saying. So like when 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 like Charles says something like, "Man, they're babies. They they don't like to get hit." Man, it's the truth. It really is. It's a different game from when I played. And from when we watched, yes, versus now. But I get it. And it's they're, a- they're highly skilled. I mean, you got, I mean, you got seven footers that can pass the rock yeah. like, like absolutely, a, like a five eleven guy. They're, they're all skilled. They're a very skilled players. And going back to your question, when you were asking about, you know, like Embiid or Jokic, or I'm like, you know, as far as the Warriors are concerned, they would slow them down because what I have is a very skilled center in Boogie Cousins that slows them down. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like we went on the baby, we went on the baby rant because you were saying he's a baby, and I'm, I'm, I'm not defending Boogie by saying they're all babies, but they're really all babies. You know what I mean? He's yeah, just yeah, one yeah. of the bigger ones. Um, but you see what the, you see what they're like defensively when he's on the court. You know, Embiid is at least a better defender than Jokic and um, Boogie, but I have a problem with his cardio. I have a problem. I have a problem with his his work ethic and, keep, and his conditioning. I have a problem with that. So I can't really, you know, I, I couldn't co-sign on that right now. So okay. he's good. He's good. He's good in the East with Philly, where they're trusting the process because they can all develop and grow together. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead and get back. Get us back on track. All right. Well, okay. All the tangents going on. We had Warriors, Houston. Obviously, Warriors knocked out Houston. 113, 118 without KD. Splash Brothers went on a roll. You had uh, uh, Clay was 10 for 20, 50% of shooting. Yep. 27 points in 40 minutes. Um, and then, man, your boy, your boy Curry, <laughs> he, had, he was literally bageled in the first half. Yep. And, and he just turned it on, and, you know, 34 minutes. And nine for twenty, and scored thirty three points in the second half. And I think he, I believe he said, in the last 
18 minutes was the best basketball he has ever played in his entire career. And, you know, and I truly believe that because when I was watching him play, I was like, watching that game, I was like, they they don't need KD. If they go back to three to four years ago playing, yeah, they can still do it. I know that their their bench isn't as depth as it was back then. True. But they can do it. That's the problem. I think they can do it. I think that I think that they will beat Portland. Okay. But I don't think that they can beat either of those teams in the East without Kevin Durant. And the reason is it's because you... here's why. Okay. Yeah, I want to know. I yeah. want to know. Styles make fights. We know that. Right here, Portland and Golden State, it's backcourt versus backcourt. Okay. Right? Kevin Durant is your, you know, your win in trouble, break the emergency glass, and you can skip all your scheme and go to him at the three. Portland doesn't have a three that we're worried about that that, that is going to be a problem right. where KD's gone. But you look at the East, you've got the Greek freak at the three, four, whatever. He's he's KD on steroids. He's above Kevin Durant. He is. And then you've got... Six, ten, right? Yeah. You know, and he's then you, two and, inches shorter. And then you've got Kawhi. At the three. So you can't beat those two teams in the East when they when their best player plays the same position as Kevin Durant and expect to beat them. That's you're not that's that's the styles man. You need Kevin Durant to match up against Giannis. You need Kevin Durant and Andre Iguodala. I was just gonna say, can Andre to, can hold him? To to match up against Kawhi. But the problem is, as you said, they're they're not they're not deep with the bench. So all it's going to take is Steph or Clay to get into foul trouble, and then you got to have Quinn That's Cook, hindering you guys. And, then, and then you've got to have Quinn Cook or somebody like that come in for Livingston come in for an extended period I of like time. Livingston. I like I like them too. But they're not going to. If you're missing KD, that's going to give you buckets while your guards are in foul trouble then you're going to have a problem. Those guys aren't going to give us points off the bench. They're just going to stop the bleeding and, necess- and and try to keep the other team from putting up points. That's where the bench comes into, pro- in, into play. Okay. Like here, when, when the Warriors play Portland, you're going to have Steph Curry probably guarding Portland's small forward because their small forward's not a threat. And you're going to have um, okay. Iguodala or Clay taking turns on Dame Dollar and CJ. Right? Right. But right. that's fine. You guys, that, are, I don't. I, there's no doubt that you guys good. aren't beating Portland. I, you guys are destroying Portland. I, I think. I'm, but I'm, on paper, it looks like you guys can destroy Portland Portland's without no, KD. Portland's no joke, though. If they get yeah, hot, you guys got to use Bowden. Yeah, I mean Bogan. Yeah, they got to use Bogan. They got to go back to using their bench. You got to use them. They've been using that bench He's all solid. season long. And and guess what? Looney. He played. He played in Australia. Yeah. Yep. He said the eighty. The the eighty four. 83-84 season game was too much for him. Mm-hmm. So he went over there, played, and guess what? He's looking pretty good. I mean, you guys didn't use him very much in this yeah. last seat in this last series. Yeah, but he looked good in the first yep. uh, the first game, the first series. He looked I, great. I agree. Okay, um, since we're we're still talking about the Warriors and we're talking basketball, let's talk. This is what I did not like about the Warriors versus Rockets series. I did not like the fact that Steve Kerr. Chose to coach and adjust to Dan Tony in Dan Tony's small lineup. Here's what I mean: 
the reason they didn't use Bogut, the reason they didn't use Looney and their big guys is because we went with our Hampton Five as our starting lineup instead of still keeping Looney or one of those big guys in the as, in the starting lineup and bringing Iguodala off the bench. Like you know Kerr, Kerr, I mean, he wanted Iguodala to play minutes on Harden. I got that. Yeah, but you gave. To. But what you're doing is you're adjusting to their lineup where there's there's something to be said for the Warriors being you know, three-time champions right now and them having to adjust to us. Look what happened when Kerr went back to using Looney and the big men because he was forced to because he was putting too many minutes on the other guys and now KD's gone down. Look what happened. All of those offensive rebounds that P.J. Tucker was getting and defensive rebounds that P.J. Tucker was getting was getting negated because we had Looney out there. Now Looney's getting us offensive rebounds and he's extending our stuff. Like we went small to adjust to Houston and it, and it made some of those games close. Yeah, it hindered us yeah. straight up. You know, and like, it's okay to have a weak link on the on the court when you're the Warriors offensively, because you've got four All Stars out there. Well, like, why are you like? You think the Do you think the reason why is because the post up game is like non existent? It's non existent. It really yeah. is. I agree with that. Nobody really gets down like that anymore. Yeah. Where I would have and if they probably do, went with one of those guys, Looney or Bogan, and yeah. posted them up. I'm but I get it. A di- I mean, I'm I'm not getting paid millions of dollars to coach, so yeah. Apparently, I'm just, I'm just apparently I don't know the fuck I'm talking about. I don't know, man. I'm just saying I play a whole lot of NBA 2K, dog, and I'm just saying if post up game is real. If I could figure it out in a video game, these coaches should be able to figure it out in real life, dog. I'm just saying. <laughs> It kind of lowers the expectation, right? Right. I'm an A plus general manager on them sticks. <laughs> All right. So let 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 me let, let me get you with you with this. So who's winning out of Toronto and the Bucks? I don't know. I have no clue. Who do you want to win? I mean, I mean, because think about it. We we're talking here. We I mean, you got Portland versus your Warriors. Yep. I'm sorry, man. Your Warriors are gonna win. I Portland's out. Okay, they're out. I mean, I mean, don't jinx it, dog. Don't talk about it like that. I'm just I, I saying. Love me, I love me some Dame Dollar, but I do trust Steve Kerr to make adjustments. I yeah, I, I, I just I trust just, them. You, 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 it takes a lot to beat CJ the Warriors in a seven game series. Not very, he's been very streaky. Shit, right now he's playing his best ball though. I he's just, playing his best ball right now though. I just don't. That's see That's a bad it. boy. I just don't see it. He I'm like sorry. T- he looked like young Ti with a flat top, bro. They went on. They went to four overtimes, and he had forty-one. But think about it. That's a game and a half. <laughs> he, so you can't even like, hey man, I had forty-one tonight. You played a game and a half, dog. He had thirty-seven in that game seven though, when Dame Dollar wasn't really hitting. I understand. I understand. Here's here's, here's something that somebody on TV said. So I got to give him. It was. When they were talking about backcourt versus backcourt, Portland's got a backcourt where they're both basically point guards and can go get their own shot and create and take turns doing so. Clay, okay. Steph can do that, but Clay is improving his ball handling skills. You know what I'm saying? But Clay's more, you give it to him, I'm quick release, I'm getting it, I'm, I'm that guy. Yeah, I don't want to um, dribble. Right. But, you know, Dame Dollar and CJ, they can both go get their own shot. They're both point guards. And okay. they can take turns running that squad 
you're not hot, oh, you know what I mean? I'll take it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So So they're very unique with that. Except, you know what? I, I got to give Denver credit, man. Like, I thought I, I like um, Harris and Murray. I like Ooh. that backcourt. Yeah. I like that backcourt as well. Yeah. Um, they're pretty solid. But, but again, Styles make fights, and, man, Portland doesn't have a small forward, so I'm not worried about them. I'm, I'm worried about Toronto. I'm worried about Milwaukee. I don't know. I, I, I would say I'd want Toronto just because it's Kawhi Leonard and that's San Diego State, and I want to hear him win, a, you know, you know, win the Eastern Conference Championship. And, and lose to you. And lose to us, but I want to hear his laugh again. <laughs> you know, that fucking laugh. From me. I just want to hear that shit again. You know, it's- Dude, do you realize I'm a sneakerhead and I try to buy his shoes? They were sold out in like 30 seconds. Yeah. And they're like an – it's not even a cool-looking shoe. Nah. Nah. It's a New Balance. I like New Balances. I'm all about their walking shoes. But guess what? Their basketball shoe is kind of terrible. Yep. Kawhi designed it. Kawhi, you got to do a better look with it. But hey, guess what? I tried to buy it. It was sold out in like 30 seconds. Good for Kawhi. Good for Kawhi. So, um, so I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm, I honestly don't know who's going to win that series. I don't have a favorite because I like. I liked all four teams in that Eastern Conference. Their final four, I liked Boston in there. I liked Philly in there. I liked all I like what they got going on in the Eastern Conference. Right. I can't really pick four or against one. I don't really I'm stretching by you know, Kawhi, it's the San Diego State plug. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, like, right. That's but other than I like to see you guys against uh yeah, Kawhi. But but I wouldn't be mad. I mean, assuming K D comes back in time, which he should, but assuming I'm not a I'm not a I don't want to put it out there like he, it's a guarantee that he's coming back. He ain't there, so we got to play as if he's not coming back until we get other news that yeah, he's yeah, yeah. coming back. But I would like to see KD and Giannis go head-to-head for Ooh. a seven-game series. Ooh. I would really, really, really like to see that. You know what I mean? Like, that would be – that's the um, – I'm, I'm, I'm going deep into, like, my, my basketball, like – philosophical game right now but like that'd be like the closest that we'd get basically because of the same position they're basically the same mold one is just stronger in Giannis you know he's just a a 2.0 version of Kevin Durant physically but they play the same position they might not have quite the same skill set levels at all spots yet but think about it like the way that they're so similarly built this is like the closest thing we would get to like if MJ and Kobe were to be in an NBA Finals going against each other, knowing that they're both like six six, they both play the same position, not the same style. You get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because think about it, like you get you get LeBron playing in the NBA Finals. There's nobody like LeBron that you're sitting there going, "That's his." Even when you go, Kevin Durant's the second best player. They're not built the same. They're not. They're not the same dude like that. No. You know what I mean? Like, are you getting, like... No, I get it. But, I mean, they got Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez is shooting the lights out from the three. I, I think I think your boys can can handle him. Um, Middleton, I mean, I think your boys can handle Middleton. I mean, I think the only person you're really having trouble with is uh, Giannis. Um, you might have a little trouble with Bledsoe. 
Um, I just don't know if Steph can handle him. That, that boy's not, got some grit. But they're, but they're not gonna. Let, they're gonna put Clay on Bledsoe. Okay. They're gonna put KD on Giannis. Okay. KD, you know what I mean. And then they're gonna have Steph. What he ain't playing Middleton on a forward. No, but you, it all depends. Middleton and Brogdon are spot up shooters. So all they're gonna do with Steph is they're gonna make him stay by the spot up shooter. They're going to make KD, Iguodala, and Clay guard the, the ball-handling, shifty people. That's, how, they, that's okay. how the Warriors do. So they, 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 they save Steph defensively by putting him on the spot-up shooter. Whether that's Middleton or that's Brogdon, that's what they would do. Because Middleton's a small forward and he's taller than Steph, but they're not going to post Middleton up on Steph. They're going to let him sit around that three-point line and wait to make that three-point shot because Giannis is going to create. You, you, okay. know, you know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. Like that's what they did with you know when they play Houston, they had him sit sitting over there chilling with Eric Gordon until they did the pick and roll, and then they they put him on the island and made him have to like guard on ball. Right. Okay. Um, All right. But yeah. But okay. Let's say for some reason Toronto wins. All right. So Kawhi Leonard's getting guarded by. Um. If KD ain't in. Iggy. Iguodala. Okay. Siakam. Draymond. Okay. Totally fine. Yeah. And you got uh, Gasol. Looney. Okay, Looney. And you got Green, which he's not a threat. He's not. But he's he's their spot up three point shooter. So that's that's Steph's guys. Okay, okay. And then Clay's going to be on On ball. Garden Lowry. And Lowry, you know, that guy is iffy in the playoffs. Yeah. He's like non-existent. If you're asking me who the, I would want to face as a Warriors fan because it's an easy route to a championship, it'd probably be Toronto. Okay. I think Toronto's easier to beat than Milwaukee. And the, but, but the thing is, we got to give Milwaukee credit and Toronto credit because they do something that people don't know about. It's that thing called, uh, what is that? Defense. They fucking play defense. Fair enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they like, do. Those teams get slept on. Teams that make you have to work harder for your fucking points. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But can also put up buckets if you get you get caught slipping. Yeah. Like okay. So Milwaukee plays D. Okay. Toronto plays D. Um, but I still think offensively Toronto's an easier match than Milwaukee. Milwaukee's the number one seed for a reason, man. I can't. You can't. I mean, the only, been reason, there since the only the reason, beginning. yeah, the only reason we're doubting Milwaukee is because they haven't done it before. That's 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 it. But we've got well, a lot they've of, done it before, but they haven't. Done I mean, it for a long time. No, I mean, they haven't done it before this group. I'm not yeah, talking yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. history, yeah, you yeah. know. But we've got plenty of reasons to doubt Toronto, just oh, off yeah. of the last few years. Oh but yeah, Kawhi, the Kawhi factor is real. But again, I I think the only reason people are still not sure about Milwaukee is the fact that they haven't seen this team prove themselves yet. But they're the number one seed for a reason, and if they are to face the Warriors, they've got home court advantage, and the Dubs are only going to have three games at Oracle. Milwaukee's going to have four games, so the Dubs are going to have to go steal one. Right. You know what I mean? Like, a lot plays into Milwaukee's favor. I think that that would be a more exciting series to watch, assuming all parts are healthy and available. Like, if we, we have to see KD and Giannis. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Have, we have to see that. Okay. No, no, I see that, and if I get that's, that. If. No, 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 I, I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, with me, you know, I'm going to, I'm just, you know, I'm, 
you know, born and raised in San Diego, so I'm going to go with the West. I'm going to go with your Golden State Warriors. I'm not a Warriors fan at all. My son is. Um, I'm a huge Clipper fan. The reason why I'm going to go with your Warriors over any team in the East, you know, it has to probably be with Clay Thompson. Uh, last year, um, in the summer, a good friend of mine, Jordan Lawley, um, my son went over there to train with him. I help him train. Uh, Clay Thompson walks into the building, um, trains with my friend Jordan for about a good hour, hour and a half, maybe hour and 20 minutes, whatever it was. Um, as soon as his training was over, it was kind of funny because they had a half court. We had about maybe 15, 25 kids on the other half court uh, doing a bunch of other different drills, you know. Um it's kind of funny, you know, these kids are in awe. They're in the same building with uh, with uh, Clay. They, they keep turning around. They're looking over. They're watching him. The cool thing was once Clay was done, he didn't just grab his shit and walk out the building. He spent another hour handing out autographs, signing basketballs, signing t-shirts, taking photos, giving kids a minute or two of their time to talk. And to me, that was cool. Yeah. That, that was everything. That showed his character. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I like that. That's a good story. I don't know how that character is going to translate into my team getting their seventh championship. Well, I'm going for them but, because of that. Okay. Oh, okay. That's why you're going for them. I'm going for them okay. because of that. Because... How many times cool have dude. you met a, an athlete that is a total douche? I'm sorry <laughs> to say it, but they're just douches. Straight up, I've met, I've, I've met a bunch of them. Can and, you elaborate? It, can you can, can you give me one? You know, well, I mean, yeah. Since Ko's not here, um, and some of these people I've met while hanging out with Ko, because for your fadeaways and fun, you know this. Ko is my homie, Kasim Osgood. He's the guy I do this show with. We went to San Diego State together. That's my dude. He played 10, 11 years in the league in the NFL. And through that homie of mine, that that family member, let's say that I've gotten to be around some cool shit. You okay. feel me? Yeah. Um. So, I mean, there. I mean, first two. I got two guys that come to mind straight up dicks. As far as athletes go. Marshall Falk, Terrell Davis, those are those are two those are two pricks to me. Um, and in me, you know, I DJ. I've I, I've done radio. I've I've been around a lot of musicians and other celebrities and other professions. But since we're talking sports right now, those two are probably right up there along, along the top for me. And that's sad to say because one went to San Diego State and one is actually from uh, San Diego. You went to Lincoln. San Diego. Went to Lincoln. Yeah. Lincoln Park. Yeah. So those, those two pricks. You know. And see, and that's sad to say. That and, and that is what it is. Um, but they're out there. And but then there are all the cool ones. And what's cool about the cool ones, some like well, Clay, you expect Clay to be cool, right? Since this started you expect Clay to be cool because No, he, I, w- I would well, I would I don't expect anybody to be cool. That okay. Fair. Fair. But I'm based off of what we've seen from him, he seems to carry himself in a very chill manner you know what i mean he just seems to be very light-hearted with how he looks at life when he's sitting there with pizza in one hand and a bud light in his other hand after the game during yeah, the, yeah, yeah, during yeah, the yeah, interviews yeah. and he's talking about man you know i'm just 
happy to have this pizza and this beer and you know yeah the game was cool or i jumped out into the ocean to reset my brain before the playoff game yeah 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 he just seems to be like so it's it's good to hear that what i see from him on tv that is actually who he is in real life it translates you see what i mean it translates for me i've always had a problem with the guys that seem cool on tv or seem like they're the nice guys and then they're the pricks jerry rice i'm a niner fan jerry rice is a fucking dick really yeah didn't know that that's terrible sucks but you know you know who's fucking awesome prime time dion Really? The cool, I would have thought he was like probably the biggest asshole in the world. Coolest fucking guy on the planet. No. Yes. And that's not what you see. Marshall, he's on NFL Network and he's like so put together and he's like the Hall of Famer and he's doing the broadcasting shit. And you go, man, that's a cool guy and he was a good player. And you know what? I like Marshall Falk. And then you meet him and you go, you fucking prick. You oh. fucking prick. Jerry Rice, the same show. Oh, man, you've got to all oh, get this, that, what? You know, and then you mean him. He's a prick. You know who else is fucking cool? You know what else? It bothers me to say this. You know what was cool as shit? Who? Michael fucking Irvin. Really? Cool as fuck. Because he wants a party. Yo. My man wants a party. Real, this is, all right, story about Michael Irvin. When I was doing morning show radio. I? We got a call. Bet. We got a call from Michael Irving's uh, handler. Okay. And he was just like, hey, he's done an interview with you guys before, and, you know, we're in town, and like he's like, yo, he's available if you guys want him. Yeah. Bet. Patch him through. You know what I mean? Like, just straight off the... Patch him through. Yo, we just got a surprise call. Michael Irving was good. He called up. He called us and was like, "Yeah, I, mean, I just wanted to say what up." Start talking. So we start talking to him. I'm like, 